This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Hey, they say that they winning, but to me it's just a blowout. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. And finally, we have Ohio State basketball this week. And if you're just finding that out from listening, then congrats. Because you now know that Ohio State basketball plays on Wednesday if you're listening on Tuesday, tomorrow, if you're listening on Wednesday, tonight, and if you're listening on Thursday, congrats, Ohio State won, and they're 1-0. We talk a little Ohio State football. We talk a little state of college basketball because it is wacky. Of course, we talk Ohio State basketball. You know what? How cool would it be if we had someone really intertwined with the, you know, with the program these days on the show, Joe? Yeah. Um, if you're thinking of, man – Ohio State basketball, who runs the ship? Oh, yeah, that's Coach Holtman, and that's who we have on to break down the season, of course. He loves coming on, and I think it's genuine because we did have one take before where uh, he was like, we need to restart because I want this to be perfect for you guys. He loves coming on the show. We had a blast with with Coach, and, and you'll, hear, uh, you'll hear all that he has to say about this team from newcomers to the old heads and the future of college basketball. You'll hear all about that. Yeah, so, but before we get to college basketball, we know there's some Buckeye football nuts out there just like us. We're going to briefly touch on football because it is officially basketball season. But football uh, took the words right out of my mouth. Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to start it off by saying this. Last week, we complained that the games are boring. I apologize because stressful is worse than boring. And man, oh man, was this one stressful, Joe. Yeah, it's very funny. I remember, if you guys remember, if you guys have been listening since the, the Ohio State loss in the college football playoff, um, you know, back in what feels like forever ago, but it's coming up on a year ago, um, I had this whole spiel where I went on, like, you should be so lucky that you're an Ohio State fan. Like, look at the positives. And this was another day of, like, oh, my God. Like, we're, we got so used to like, us killing people, we forgot, like, to have a close game. And that is not fun. So, shame on us for for willing this into existence, basically, calling them boring, and then the game gets canceled, and then the next game they come back from down 28 to, to almost tie. Um, but, yeah, what a game. I mean, Indiana, props to them because, holy moly, Michael Penix is unbelievable. Their wide receivers have incredible names and are unbelievable, and their coach, Coach Allen, is – I mean, I – you, I'm, I'm sure you saw the video after the game where he was, like, yelling at the team about how proud he was of them. Like, I was like, that is who I want to play for. So, Justin Fields probably threw away the Heisman. And the, the, Twitter, yeah, take, the Twitter take of the day, which you were involved with, was breaking news or update or breaking Justin Fields is human. Uh he looked really human, but then he also looked superhuman when he was literally Superman dove into the, into the end zone. I, I teased the game down to 14 and a half, and when it was 28-7 and a half, I was like, all right, we are chilling. And then I said, all right, Bookie, I need a couple more credits. So that was how, <laughs> that was how my week went. If you're going to bet this week, I say throw the house on Ohio State against Illinois because that's going to be a, a dominant we are back we are the number three or two team in the country. They might get hosed in the college football playoff rankings, which no, come no. out tonight or tomorrow no, they'll night. Be, they'll be one or they'll be two or three. They're not going to get a host. I, I hope that I hope that the committee ranks Indiana higher, which ultimately keeps Ohio State above Clemson because there will be some annoyed Ohio State fans if the ACC's got two teams ahead of them. They they, they won't. I think first of all. I speaking of gambling, I saw the betting favorite for the number two spot because we all know who number one is. The betting favorite is us, is Ohio State. So if that goes to show you anything, I think that that's that's good for us being the, the two spot. But and we, I want to talk about Justin Fields, and we we promised we weren't going to talk too much about Ohio State football because it is, as Andrew alluded to, it is basketball season. Um, but can you believe that there were people on Twitter that said? Clearly, his head's not in the game. We need to bench him. <laughs> Can you believe that there people exist that think Justin Fields should, like, not start next week against Illinois? 
It's just even it's when he looks bad, even when he looks bad, he's incredible. Number one, and number two, uh, this is not on the same wavelength, but Michael Penix just straight out played him to a T. Like he was, but he didn't. Un- he didn't. He didn't at first, which is what's crazy. Is he started yeah. off horrible, and the and the D line was getting to them every play. He got sacked like nine yeah. times, and then all of a sudden you look and he's got five hundred yards and four touchdowns. And Fryfogel is Fryfogel's incredible. Yeah. How about uh, how many? <laughs> what kind of game would Justin Fields have against the Ohio State secondary? That's the real question. Um, a better or worse game than Penix? Can wait, it be better than Penix's game? R- repeat that. Um, if you put Justin Fields in. Not against Ohio State's defense because he practices it again. But for fun's sake, Ohio State's Justin Fields and wide receivers versus Ohio State's secondary, I mean, stop the fight. That's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One more thing that I want to point out, both of us, you know, we think Master Teague's name is pretty funny. We've we've both been on the record saying that, you know, the running game is not what it used to be. There's no Dobbins. There's no Zeke. Hello, bald Master Teague. Bald Master Teague is hoodie mellow. <laughs> Hold on, I let me let me regain my composure. Nobody told me that Master Teague was bald. Now I am one hundred thousand percent, one hundred thousand percent behind Master Teague. Not only am I behind him for the for the number one running back, and to to say that our running back position is set and we're good now. He's the best running back in the Big Ten, all because he is bald Master Teague. And I tweeted a gift that I think is so unbelievably spot on. It is a bulldozer that is just running straight ahead and plowing and picking up cars and throwing them in the air. That is bald Master Teague. He is, you're right, there's Hoodie Mello, there's Untucked Kyrie, and, and now there is bald BMT, BMT. Ooh, that's and so I'm BMT, <laughs> Bald Master Teague, BMT. Also, if also BMT, BMT looks like, like kind of looks like J.K. Dobbins 2.0. He's just huge, and it, it, it's just no, 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 no. He's got a, such a cool number too. Thirty three is cool. I have become the biggest Master Teague fan. Okay, sorry, you lost me. Number one, he is. Do not compare Bald Master Teague to J.K. Dobbins. That's not fair to either of them. Two different, two different animals. And number two, 33 is a terrible running back number. No, oh I, think God, I think it's sick because he could get – and for those of you – I mean, no one's going to be watching this. You can, get a touch, you can get a touchdown and put up the double three or the three-three. It's cool. Or you can, like – I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool things you can do with 33. Yeah, master, ball master T, all he does is he gets touchdowns. He jumps up into his lineman's arms, and then he hands the ball to the referee. And he's off. I don't know. I think I've said this on the podcast. Ohio State football's mantra when you score a touchdown is give the ball to the referee, hug a fat guy. <laughs> well, BMT doesn't know what to do. He's like, what the hell? He's like, I'm in the end zone? He's like, needs to no, call J.K. Dobbins. No, no, no. BMT lives in the end zone. He lives. He is straight. He, gra- he gets the ball. And there is no riffraff side to side. That dude is going straight down the field, heading towards the – it's like he's a magnet. It's like there's a rubber oh, band man. attached to the end zone. Oh, and Bald Master Teague is, is – there's no denying Bald Master Teague from the end zone. He's He was named a champion of the offense, Bald Master Teague. They literally broke Bald Master Teague, champion Ohio State offense. It's pretty cool. Is Bald Master Teague the new front runner for the Heisman? That's the last thing we'll talk about. Um, no, but Trey Sermon is okay. not. <laughs> well, he's got time. Give him time. Is he number I, eight? He might not get time. Yo, it's, your classic, time. it's your classic eight and 33 running back combo. Yeah. What's worse? Eight, uh, 33 is worse than eight. Dude, no. I like 33. Eight's I don't know what you're talking about. I think 33 is cool. Eight, eight's worse than 33 because eight's a quarterback number. And 33 yeah. is fine. 32 is great. 32 is awesome. 33 is his own guy, BMT. Yeah. <laughs> but I, for all I know, he changed the 33 this week when he cut his hair. All right. Moving on. <laughs> the state of college basketball, and of course, as everyone predicted, Rick Patino, the voice of reason, saying to push the season back. 
you'll hear we talked to Holtman, you know, there's potential this year, which could be pretty cool is random games kind of popping up on the schedule, but state of college basketball, Joe, what do you think of it? Yeah. Um, couple things come to mind. Number one, all these head coaches are testing positive all of a sudden. When I say all of them, the, the main names are like Scott Drew, um, you know, Rick Barnes. Like, it's crazy to me. I, it just proves that this virus is just – you can do your best and you can test and you can be safe and you can still get it, and that's why it's so dangerous. But I think the number one thing to look at in terms of the status college basketball is – the Big Ten football, they did it so bad, right? They waited forever to announce schedules, and then they canceled, and they brought it back. They didn't do it right. You know, everyone's pissed about it, Kevin Warren, whatever. They are doing basketball right, though. I don't know if you saw this, but daily testing. Ohio State has to test negative the next three days to play Illinois State. So that was yesterday, today, tomorrow, when you're listening to this, which is today. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, they have to test negative all those days in order to play. Not only do the players, the coaches, the staffs have to test negative, the referees do too. So, like, all daily testing for the big time. I think that's very, very cool. But the state of college basketball is insane because it's not set up for success. Like, they need a bubble. They really do. And it. the only thing I'm thinking is kind of like how the MLB did it. You just got to scrape scrape by and hope for as many – as few cancellations and teams that have to give up games or whatever as you can and then find their way to a bubble because that's the way that they know that they are in – they're good to go. So that's like the brief state of college basketball. All I know is that we have games and, like, I am so unbelievably excited. So college basketball is back. Um who knows if it's back for good, if it's back for a while. As Andrew talked about, like, we talked to Holt, and he said, for all we know, we could get a game canceled. And then, um, you know, XYZ coach calls him and says, hey, I saw you guys got canceled. We have an extra game. Do you want to play? Like, that could be the new way that college basketball kind of works for this year. So, um, it should be interesting. I mean, we just saw – Baylor, like I said, Baylor's out of the Mohegan Sun tournament. That, that's a real bummer because Baylor is the, arguably the best team in the country coming into the year. Um, I mean, Arizona State, just to I wrap this whole – you know, I'm rambling, but, like, just to – No, you're killing uh, You know, wrap up the um, – just, like, the state of college basketball, right, in air quotes. This is the best way to explain it. Arizona State got on a plane today. This is, this is Monday. They got on a plane today and headed to wherever the Mohegan Sun is, not knowing who they're playing. Like, what? They play in two days. They don't know who they're playing because Baylor dropped out. Turns out, I think, Rhode Island is hopping into that spot or whatever. But, like, uh, they got on a plane. And for anybody who knows anything about college athletics, college basketball especially, you need at least two days to prep to be to have a great game plan in. In, the, in, in March Madness, that's what makes it so great is you never have two days prep. Um, but Arizona State's going to have one day in an afternoon prep. Like, it's crazy. So, it, I'm just praying that there are as few negative tests as possible and these college kids are being as safe as they possibly can because Lord knows I would be bunkered down in my apartment playing Fortnite and not seeing a single soul beside my coaches and teammates. I, I'm kind of with you on all that. I also think that – I'm a little upset because I really thought they were just going to do just big 10 games and bubble it. And you play everyone twice and you know, you get 24 games and that's just, that's what you get. Sorry. Like that's it. I think that's plenty to, you know, see the big 10 tournament and it's plenty to, um, it, it's really all you need, but what I, am okay with is starting the season and and making it work as you go but i'm just there's going to be team there's going to be good teams that are tournament teams that don't get enough games to really justify being in the tournament and that's going to be an issue that's what i'm worried about is is unlike college football college basketball you don't get knocked out of the playoff the championship whatever based on one game but um you know it College hoops. Oh, well, you, you, you do with a loss, but not with a miss. Right. All I'm, what I'm saying is, in general, 
in March Madness, the teams that get the opportunity to play the most teams, regardless if they win or lose, have a better chance of getting in. So if you take that those opportunities away, like you can't only have Big Ten games and only have conference games because you can't have 64 teams that way or 68 teams that way. You know, so right. like I guess what I'm saying is I'm worried that if teams miss, how can they value – like can you put in a Minnesota team that's – six and two versus William and Mary, who's 12 and four. Like, how do you even decide between those? Right. You know, so it'll be interesting. Uh, I just, like I said before, I just, you just stay positive and test negative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. And another slogan that we have, and we broke it in the Ohio state interview and we'll get into it right now is Ohio state basketball. The only thing you're catching is an L. So let's talk some Ohio State hoops, shall we? So I did, I did say that to Holtman, and you'll hear Ohio State basketball, the only thing you catch is an L. You know, there's so many transfers, so many questions, so many question marks. I want, I'm going to tell you what I think the starting lineup is going to be, and then you tell me why I'm wrong, and you tell me what the, what the breakdown is going to look like. All right? CJ, Dwayne, Justice, EJ, Kyle. And if that's right on, then tell me it's right on. But I don't know what you're thinking. I, I'm very impressed. I think that is what any casual Ohio State basketball fan would say. And I think you're probably right. Um, the only – I think you're – if I – like, without knowing anything, right, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I've heard that Justice might be the best player on the team. Um, like, you know, just from sources, and obviously my sources are <laughs> pretty close to the program. Um, but so it's going to be hard to not start him. The only thing that I would see is Holman loves to go with the guys he's familiar with, right, you know, to start the year. So I we don't know if Musa sitting up, sitting, uh, suiting up or not or playing, so we'll just assume he's not for now, um, even though I think he is. He told me that he is um, feeling a lot better and I don't want to break any news or get Holtman or anyone mad at me by saying stuff I shouldn't. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, well, Holtman said he's, he's, he said in the interview, he's on the court and he's right. Right. Yeah. Moose is, yeah. He's back to practicing today. Holtman said he's a game time decision. So I I think that goes, it's not based on Moose's health. It's based on other stuff like getting acclimated to playing basketball for the first time in a year, you know? So, um, the only difference I would say, and this is from me living in that program for two years, CJ and Dwayne and Kyle are no-brainers, obviously. Um, I think that you could see, like, Justin and EJ. You could see Justice and Justin. You could see EJ and Justice. Uh, I think that combo is most likely going to be what you see. I mean, Justin brings an ability that those other guys don't – like. Dwayne and Justice are breaking dudes off the dribble and making plays for themselves and stuff like that. Justin doesn't do that, so that is, you know, important to have on the court. I could see, regardless, Justin's going to – Justice and Justin are both going to play a lot. Um, but they're similar positions, but I know that Justin knows a lot of the four-man position, so I could see him playing. But if I had to bet my life, I would, I would agree with you. C.J. Walker, Dwayne Washington Jr., Justice Suing. EJ Kyle that's the front court so um I'm excited I'm just gonna say this from someone who has not watched Justice play very much if if even at all and I think there's gonna be a lot of people out there who have not seen him play at all get excited because this guy's this guy's a baller this is your classic like bad situation at a different school transferring and he can ball not like not your situation where this guy wasn't good enough to play at the team or this guy wasn't getting the minutes. He's a leading scorer, and he said, this team is, is not going as anywhere. As a freshman. As, as a, a freshman. freshman. He said, this team's not going anywhere. I'm dipping out of here, and I'm going to go play for Coach Holtman, who we actually have on the show today. He says, I'm going to go play for Coach Holtman, and I'm going to ball the hell out. Yeah, I think uh, just to go off that, for people who, are, who have no idea what Justice Suing brings – I'm telling you, do not be surprised. I know you love Dwayne, so so close your ears, Andrew. Um, Justice might not only be the leading scorer, but he might end up being the best player and most important player on this team. I think, well, not the most important because that's C.J. Walker, but um, he he uh, he might be the most outstanding player, maybe not the most valuable player, right? So I have high expectations for Justice, not only because he comes in as 
from a school where he averaged 14 points a game and everyone's talking so highly of him and he's finally healthy. Coach Holtman alludes to how he's the most athletic. He's also number 14. Like, those are big shoes to fill, and he will fill them gloriously. So I'm excited about that. Was he hurt, or was he hurt after he got to Ohio State? Yeah, he was. He practiced, like, the majority of the year, and then he got hurt in the middle of the year and had surgery because you can because you're redshirting, you know, so. Right, I, um, think, he, I think that's interesting because it's not like Seth where he was injured and then transferred over. Like, he's part of the – like, I, I, I love transfers that have to sit out a year because it sucks because you want them right away, but then they're like – it's like you're getting a freshman that has been training with the team. And oh, yeah. It, it's Ex- – Especially when it's a guy that's going to play more than one year. And with the transfer – or not transfer, with the, with the COVID rules, he could play 10 years. I mean yeah, – I just, I, I just think about guys who have had a gigantic impact as transfer, transfers um, every year since I've been with Coach Holman. You know, like, um, you know, my, my freshman year was Dockage. You know, like, he like, – it's bullshit. He, he, probably, he probably had no business being out there, but clearly he was a huge – gigantic help to the team then the next year there's Keyshawn Woods who ended up being him and CJ were the best players on the court in the NCAA tournament for us um and then Caleb obviously was awesome as well and then you know the year that I leave that's when CJ Walker becomes eligible and not only was CJ Walker kicking ass in practice that entire year with me when he was sitting out but now he becomes a starting point guard on a team that reaches number two in the country and then this year you have a guy like Justice Suing it's just every year there's been that guy that fills a void, you know, like Dockage, we needed a backup point guard. Keyshawn, we needed a guy who could score. CJ, we needed a point guard. And then this year, same kind of deal. Justice is going to be that wing scorer, guys like that we haven't had since like, you know, Kata or JT, you know? So um, I think I, Justice, pretty I think darn just, Justice and Dwayne can be kind of like a like a Stephen Clay type duo. Not not same position. Wow. No, no, let me finish what I'm saying. Not same position, but like where you're like, "Oh shit, this guy Dwayne's hot. Let me double him." And then you're like, "Oh, well then you're le- going to you're going to leave Justice and he's going to kill you guys." You know, like I just think they have yeah, It's like a it's like a one night Steph has 40 and Clay Thompson has 12 assists because he's feeding Steph the ball or and then the next night you know, yeah. Clay has 57 in the third quarter because Steph was feeding him. They just feed off the hot hand. I, I, I just see, think I if those guys, if those guys can give you from 30 to 40 every night, you're going to be in every game, which I think, which I think a, is possible. I mean, in college basketball, 15 each. I don't think it's that crazy. Okay, it's a lot. Let me let me they walk both, back what I'm saying. Both, let me walk back what I'm saying. Plus. Let me walk back what I'm saying. On nights where they can each give you 15 or more, it's a good chance to win. There's a good. Ch- you're going to be in a good position. Spot on. I agree. Yeah, I, you know, not to like Caleb was unbelievable, right? And he averaged like 16 points a game. You know, like it's just hard in college to night in, night out, average a billion points. Like different kind of unbelievable, that. though. Different kind of unbelievable. Like I, mean, I don't think. Du- yeah, but yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if Dwayne is going to be carrying as much – he might be carrying the scoring weight as much, but you're not relying on him to do as as much as you're relying on Caleb. And, yeah, no. and you, I know you played with him. You, you know him well. Justice is a huge upgrade over, over Luther from a scoring point of view. And yeah, that's I mean, going to make things just so much easier for Dwayne. Yeah, and I, I love Lou. Defensive specialist who could knock – down open threes at some point during the year he struggled but he 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 I mean the reason he transferred is probably because he wanted a bigger role and the coaches were like look like this is where you probably until you prove it otherwise here's where you are and I love the guy to death and hopefully he is amazing in Arizona State and I'm rooting for him obviously but you're right Justice is a different player than Luther he's bigger more athletic I don't know. I don't know defensive wise, like where he fits in, but I'm sure he'll be able to guard the best player. Because if not, we're in trouble. Because Dwayne can't, <laughs> but he's going to try. <laughs> um, but it'll be a fun year for Ohio State basketball. We're not not getting enough credit because of Justice. I think. I think that dude is is very special. I I agree. And all you need to do is look at the uh, Arizona game when he scored. Oh my God. Oh, I didn't even realize this. Cal, when he was there, woo, not good. 
they had a yeah they I've, were never, seen, I've never seen anything like this one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen straight losses i just Ooh. yeah they're unbelievable unbelievable Ooh. yeah so um Ooh. So, yeah, Ohio State basketball, game on Wednesday. I, I don't know much about Illinois State. Um, all I know Except is that, that they're going down. Yeah, is that the only thing they're catching is an L. Um, but we should put that on a shirt, shouldn't we? Are they coming to Columbus or are we shipping down to uh, Bloomington Normal? No, no, they're coming to us. I know. I just um, wanted to say that. Um, our <laughs> – are we going to put that on a shirt? That's We got to put that on a shirt, I think, right? Yeah, we'll text uh, the ZD Text guy. Jack. Um, but, no, I know that Illinois State, year in and year out, is very athletic with a lot of JUCO transfers. That's kind of how they That's kind of how they operate, and Holtman gets into it a little bit. But we don't need to preview the game because we don't even know what's going on in the world. So, um, I guess we should probably just let the expert talk about it, right? Yeah, we'll get to uh, Coach Holman right now. Buckle up, drive the lane, and be jealous because we've interviewed the head Ohio State men's basketball coach twice. Shout out uh, Bill Landis. You should be jealous, just like you were jealous about Urban, even though you won't admit it. All right, Coach Holman. And joining us now on Drive the Lane, making his second appearance, Coach Chris Holman. Coach, welcome back to the show. It's great to be with you guys. Enjoy the show. I always uh, always enjoy the show when it comes up, and uh, it's great to be with you guys here for a second time. And uh, it's always great to see our guy JL here. So, Coach, I don't I don't know if you know this, but this is a uh, a year ago today was the first time you were on the podcast. So, um, you know, it's all calculated that we would have you on 365 days later. Well, listen, a lot's happened in that 365, hadn't it? All, oh, yeah. world, all world has completely changed. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that when you texted me. But, uh, you know, we had talked a couple months ago, and I said, let's do something here closer closer to the season. Um, so, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But like I said, I, lo- I love being with you guys. I love talking Buckeye hoops and Buckeye stuff in general. Well, that's a great uh, great segue. We appreciate that. Segue to my first question. We'd love for you to just take us through the crazy – you know, off season from cancellation of Big Ten tournament to now. Yeah, you know what? It's um, it's seeming a little more distant uh, with each passing day. Uh, but you know, it was it was it was disappointing. I think for all of us, and I think we were all kind of wondering, what is this, and what is this that's taken over our world, um, and what is COVID, and you know. Uh, how dangerous is it? And so I think, you know, you're immediately going to your players. Obviously, we knew we were going to be in the NCAA tournament and had a really uh, – we were going to have a pretty high seed. And we knew we were playing really well. Um, so to have that opportunity kind of taken from, um, you know, our seniors. And we also knew Caleb, it was going to be his – is in all likelihood last few moments with us. So, you know, that was disappointing. But at that time, your mind is, you know, about so much bigger things than the cancellation of the tournament. So um, these last few months, it's been a lot of kind of reflecting on what's important and what really matters. I think we've all done that. And uh, now we're now we're back at it. We're, we're, we're back at it, preparation uh, for uh, the, the upcoming season. And we don't want to – you know, talk too much about the past, obviously, because we're all moving moved on to looking at the future, which is the upcoming basketball season. And before we dive into, you know, everything about this team and the schedule and everything crazy about this specific year, you know, you mentioned Caleb. Um, we, we talked a lot about Caleb on last week's episode and where we thought he would end up, whether drafted or undrafted. Um, just want to hear your thoughts on, you know, his process obviously has a unique journey now to the NBA, um, having go, going undrafted. Just want to hear your thoughts before we dive into the, to the, to this year's team. You know, there's no doubt in my mind, Caleb Weston uh, can and will help an NBA organization. I have no doubt. He's a tremendous worker. He's the best shooting big uh, in the NBA draft. Uh, he is an elite rebounder. 
founder has tremendous hands, uh, great skill. He's improved every year. His fitness is in his, in his conditioning. As the both of you guys know, and Joey, you know firsthand, he's improved in that area. Um, I understand all the questions about how the game has changed and, you know, there's not centers in basketball anymore and there's not power forwards in basketball. But when I've talked to NBA people about Caleb, I've, I've said, listen, everybody tells me they're looking for uh, does this prospect have an NBA skill? He does. He has elite touch, terrific range. I think he's going to find a good situation. Listen, the, the – the idea right now that you have to be drafted is, is not entirely accurate, especially this year. Um, I think it's about finding the right organization um, and, and then working your way uh, through that organization. And um, uh, I believe that, uh, that he's in a good place right now in terms of finding uh, the right spot. And, and Andre's brother is, is going to find a, a good situation with the organization as well. And, work his way through a G League, uh, I think, uh, contract. Uh, so we're excited about Andre as well. You know, there now may be an NBA team that fills a hole that they have with Caleb, but that leaves a big hole on your team. Yeah. So obviously there's some scoring, rebounding, defense, everything, you know, lost from last year's team. So who, who are you looking to kind of lean on to really pick up the slack that you're losing from Caleb, you know, being in, in the NBA now? You know, I think it's going to be a collective situation. I really do. And I don't know right now if I could tell you I know as of now who all is going to be in that collective group. I mean, I believe, you know, Kyle and EJ, after that, we're, we're trying to figure it out uh, to a certain degree. Um, we've got to be a better rebounding team with the absence of his nearly 10 rebounds a game. We've got to get to the free throw line with the absence of his free throw rate. Um, and we got to find ways to attack that are different than what we did last year. So uh, obviously that was a huge, uh, you know, we have, we have, we've got things we've got to figure out as is the case with, with, uh, Andre graduating. Andre got better every year, as we all know that, uh, he got better every year. Both guys were extremely well coached in high school. They get better every year. Andre, uh, had a terrific, uh, efficient year for us. So, you know, we've got to figure some things out. We have a game on Wednesday that is against a really good team in a, in a, in a terrific league. So we're going to kind of get thrown into the fire right away and figuring some of these things out. Now, you mentioned you guys, obviously you're playing on Wednesday. It's been described by a billion different people as the craziest preseason trying to schedule games, whatever it's been. Can you give us an, like an inside look at what it's been, at least on your plate, to try and piece together this season? We got a call today, guys, from a top 10 team. And they said, hey, it's, this is now – I'll let you describe when this was – this is a couple days out, right, from Wednesday. or I don't know if that's okay to say or not. Who, I don't know how all these things – You work. say whatever. You just I'm, say it. We'll okay. piece it for you. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm just a coach. I'm just <laughs> – well, we got a call today about playing a game, top 10. And, I, and we thought, okay – um, uh, can we do it? We, we can't. Our, our schedule's full. Now, will something like that happen again in a couple weeks to a month? I think it's very possible, guys, that we could be in a situation where we could say, hey, it's Wednesday and on Friday we're going to fly and play here against this program. It's, it's crazy, and I don't know what's going to end up happening with, you know, Big Ten Tournament, March Madness, any of that stuff. You know, in football, they're saying everyone's eligible for bowl games, so who knows what they're going to kind of do about the tournament. But I'm curious, you know, players-wise, and Joey will tell you this about me, I'm the biggest Dwayne Washington fan in the entire world. Like, number one, if, if we weren't so, you know, close with the team, it'd be, it'd be a little weird. But <laughs> my question, Dwayne kind of has this thing, and he did it a lot last year, where he gets really hot right away, and then either because it's not needed or just because it's not part of the offensive plan, it's, it's not sustained throughout the whole game. I'm curious if that's something that, you know, has been discussed or if that's something that, you know, as a coach, you're like, we need to run plays for him, run sets for him from opening tip to final buzzer. Well, you know, I think it's a good it's a good observation about Dwayne. I think some of that too is is youth, um, and naturally, the, what happens with young players too. And 
Dwayne can be a, a little bit streaky, and I think we've looked at some things where we can utilize him a little bit more consistently. Um, you know, I think for Dwayne, it's always about uh, uh, his two-point efficiency because we know he's a terrific shooter. His two-point efficiency, his decision-making, and then his impacting the game on both ends. For him to be the kind of player he wants to be, I think that's the next step for him. And uh, I love coaching him. We love coaching him. And he's got the ability, as you guys know, uh, to go and get you uh, 18 against a really good team on a given night. Um, he can score it in a variety of ways. So uh, I do think there's some validity to what you're saying that we've looked at. How can we help that uh, process him be a little more consistent throughout the game? Uh, I think some of that is is some things we have to do. And then some of that too is, is uh, you know, he, he's, you know, some of the streakiness that comes from being young. His usage rate was very high. It was actually uh, the second highest on our team uh, last year. So uh, that'll continue to be the case for sure. So coach, Andrew loves Dwayne. And as you know, I'm a gigantic CJ Walker fan and have been since he got here. And I look at him as like any point guard on any team, one of, if not the most important players yeah. on the team. Can you tell us a little bit about his development, his leadership, and him going into his last, his last go-around? Well, you know, I said I love coaching Dwayne. I, I love coaching CJ. I love, I love those guys. And CJ, as you know, kind of embodies uh, what we want. He understands winning. He's about winning. He's won everywhere he's been. Uh, I think he's growing parts of his game. I'll roll with him at the point guard uh, over anybody else in the country, anybody else. Like, I'll roll with that guy. And uh, I just believe in him uh, and Dwayne at, at the highest level. It's why we looked – you know, we didn't add a whole – you know, a, a couple graduate transfers. We had a Jimmy who we thought was going to sit out, Abel who we kind of brought in initially as a 15-minute guy because we believe in those guys in the backcourt spot. Obviously, things have changed with, with Abel's heart condition. But uh, hot, big, big-time believer. I'm with you, Joey, uh, on, on, on him. I'm, I'm with both of you guys on both those guys. They, they need to have step-forward type years for us. They really need to have that. If not, um, you know, we'll be a different team than what we hope to be. So something that we don't really understand, and if you don't understand it, then no one does. So CJ, Jimmy, other seniors, this they can play again next year, right? Yeah. The, well, Jimmy will. Yeah, Jimmy will. Uh, Jimmy will be back next year. Kyle Young um, uh, could as well. So, so what don't you understand about that? Well, now I got it. I, we were just confused who, because Joey said, you know, CJ's last go around. I was confused what the cutoff is with who actually gets the additional year of eligibility. Is someone who's in there, you know, not on your team, but if there's someone on another team that's already in a sixth year due to injury, are they someone that could get a seventh year? I'm just curious what the blanket rule is. It's everybody. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets an extra year. Joey would love this oh, right now. Um, everybody gets an extra year. So it's really interesting. Now, not everybody, as we know in college, will stick out, stick around for an extra year. Some, you know, they want to move on to, to situations where maybe they can begin their professional career. Uh, some will, some won't. It'll be a decision that we'll wait to have uh, in the offseason. But really, the two guys that are in that boat for us are really CJ and Kyle. I got it. We got to talk Kyle because obviously we love Kyle. But you know that every year Ohio State has has had a guy that they're like, how in the world is this guy still in college? <laughs> it, obviously, that's Kyle this year. If he stays again next year, it is unprecedented levels of this dude's <laughs> got to be 35 years old. Yeah, he'll fit that description. He does. I mean, he fits – that description, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just his unique style of play. People are naturally kind of drawn to him. Yeah. So when you saw him as a freshman, even though he didn't play a ton as a freshman, as you know, Joey. Um, I mean, he played a little bit, but not a ton. But I just think people naturally are attracted to how he plays and the passion he plays with so that he was on their radar at an early age. But, yeah, he'll be one of those guys where you'll say, 
you know, we had a guy at, at Butler, Roosevelt Jones, and people were like, "Exactly, you got to be kidding me!" He's still at Butler. Yeah, there's there's guys like that. It's it's always the guys who play super super hard. I mean, you think of like Aaron Kraft. Yeah, you know, it's the same kind of deal, and it's yeah. <laughs> and it's just so funny because it sure seems like it's Ohio State guys most of the time. I mean, it went from Kraft to yeah, you know, Mark Mark Loving maybe doesn't fit in the hard playing sense but we don't we don't need to get into that but mark everyone was like how is this guy still in college and then even like when i was there i remember going on the road and fans would say hey are you have you been here for four years and i'm yeah. like yeah I, you know this is my last year yeah. so it's just, it seems like it's there's always a buckeye that and it's just mind-boggling that kyle young might be there for nine years now but it's just it's it's awesome that's, i mean we we love kyle that's saying something that people said that about you coming from your spot that that is uh that's an impressive influence on Big Ten and college basketball in general for people to say that. That's that's a nice way of phrasing it. It was more like people were sick of this guy who's like, I could be doing what he's doing. Why does he get to stay for four years? That's not fair. Yeah. Now they say, now they say, you're still doing that podcast? Hasn't the Joey <laughs> Lane effect worn off by now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. Coach, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Butler. We'll talk a little bit more about this season. This is going way down to the end of the season. You know, there's rumblings going around that the whole NCAA tournament could be at different, you know, locations within Indy. How cool would it be to have, you know, a couple games on, on Butler's court in the tournament? You know, I had somebody ask me that um, right, uh, right about when that news came down about, uh, you know, hey, what do you think about going back and playing an NCAA tournament game in Hinkle? And uh, I said, listen, in a year like this, it would be a blessing uh, beyond, you know, I, I don't even want to think that far ahead, but it would be it would it would be an unbelievable blessing to be able to play in a great city and to uh, to play in a great tournament. It's a, that's the case every year. Uh, to to be able to do it in a place like Hinkle, um, as you guys know, it's a basketball cathedral. It is uh, one of the, uh, you know, I'm partial to it. Um, I think it's it's. The, one of the best basketball venues um, in all of college basketball. Uh, I, I love our fans here. I think we got really smart fans here at Ohio State. I really do. And I feel the same way about Butler. Um, I just think, I think both fan bases are smart. Like, they know hoops. Um, and some think they know a little bit more than maybe what they do. But, but they know hoops and they care about hoops. Uh, we obviously care about football, but they care about hoops. I love our fans here, and I loved I loved our fans at Butler. Well, how about a uh, how about a Gardner Webb versus Ohio State at Hinkle game? That's that's the Holman <laughs> trifecta right there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all we need is like the uh, Taylor Band, and we'd be we'd be uh, we'd be in great shape right there. We'd have any every part of my life represented, which really no one wants to see. Um, uh, although I love all those schools and in, am indebted to all those schools, uh, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, that would be, uh, that would be uh, a lot of fun. Um, who knows? I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what this looks like at the end of the year, guys, right? Um, who knows what this will look like? So, obviously, it'd be very 2020 uh, for you to be playing – at Butler against Gardner Webb, it'd be very 2020. But we can move on to that, and we'll talk more in the short term, and less and the because that's our job to worry about the NCAA tournament. You worry about Illinois State on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm um, worried about practice tomorrow. I exactly. It's, yeah, you were. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we got to talk Jimmy Sotos because, as you know, I grew up 20 minutes from Jimmy. Me and his brother are old. Um, we're old buddies who we played hoops growing up together. Did the factor to bring him in have anything to do? Did you over? Was this an oversight? That we that I gave him the business my senior year of high school, Jimmy, and he didn't play very well when we played them in high school. Was that an oversight? Uh, somehow Jimmy hadn't brought that up. Um, you know, in the recruiting process, he did not he did not bring that up. But I'll be sure to bring that up and remind them of that here um, uh, next time I see him. Um, and I know there is a real connection between you two. Um, have you collaborated on a uh, TikTok video yet, or no? <laughs> No, no, not yet. I wouldn't. I, we're we're very COVID safe. I, I don't. We don't need to. We don't okay. need to get anywhere near. Have him. you guys? Have, has Jimmy and I? Yeah. <laughs> Never. No. 
no, that will never happen, okay? All right, and Jimmy knows that. That will never happen. He and I will never collaborate on any video, much less a TikTok video. Coach, what if I was a TikTok guy back in school? Would you have done something with me or still no? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I, I don't I don't know. It's really not my thing, right? I mean, I, I got pushed to do this uh, social media bit with the, in a uniform, and that oh, was – it was Unwind. way outside my comfort zone, way outside. So I don't know if I'd be doing any TikTok videos. <laughs> Coach, I used to say that you looked like Brad Pitt, and now you're acting. I mean, you were just you were just becoming 2020 for Coach Holtman is is the Brad Pitt year. Well, I appreciate it. You got to have a backup plan, right? <laughs> well, there were a lot of people that were that wanted to give you an Oscar after that performance. It really was hilarious. Like seriously. Well, as you, you guys know, like, I get no credit for that. That's Kyle Davis on our staff and, uh, and, and uh, Joe Gemma who are like, hey, let's do this. And we, we've added some new uh, social media people, and, and I'm, I'm glad it was well-received. It was lighthearted, fun. We could all use that right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, um, let's talk ahead, about some more guys on the team, obviously. That's why people are tuning in and listening. Um, got a lot of injuries that are a little up in the air to the public. Um, I know stuff about, I know Musa is back on the court now, correct? He is. Yes. Justice is full go as well. Justice has been that way really, as you guys know, uh, probably, you know, for, for a good couple months. Yeah. And then that, that leaves out the graduate transfer, Seth Towns, that everyone's excited about Columbus boy. Any updates on him and his health? He's starting to pick up some more live action in practice. Um, I, I still think we're – listen, at the end of the day, um, this is a long-term look at, at all these guys, even Musa, who's been out for a while. I'm not certain what the early part of this season will look like for him. He's just recovering uh, and getting back to, to full, uh, full go. I think Seth's – um, you know, whether it's a few weeks or a month, I don't want to put a timetable on it. He's making great progress. He's anxious to play. Um, and when, when the time's right and when it fits our team, you know, we're going to slowly work him back. But we need to make sure that uh, our medical staff is on board with it. And I know he's anxious. I, I do know that he's put in a lot of work. Seth has put in a lot of work, as has Musa, to rehab. Luckily, they both get an extra seven years from this year. So there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no harm in taking your time. Um, I, I want to talk about justice because um, you recently called him the most athletic guy in the team, and I took offense to that, but I'm not on the team. But um, you also called me the most athletic player on the team when I was – in school and that was a joke so are you being sarcastic about justice or serious about justice yeah yours was a clear joke slash oversight um justice is has tested out uh as you you know you know we we, we do an nba combine here um last year we did it by uh with the same people that actually do the combine testing uh there in chicago and um last year uh, Justice tested out as our best athlete as well. I believe it was him and DJ that were our best athletes uh, that tested out as our best athletes. And, and uh, uh, this year he tested out as our best athlete again. So, um, you know, I get those numbers from Q. You know, that's a good thing. Now we've got to see that uh, athleticism uh, be put into action here. Because as we know, being, being, being the most athletic guy on the team puts a target on your back. I didn't get to display the athleticism. Yeah, that's right. so it's, I mean, no, no. I, I have a feeling that he'll have more of an opportunity to showcase the, his athletic feats that, that maybe I didn't get to, and that's okay. I'm okay. Well, hopefully that. his coach won't hold him back like yours did at the tail end of your career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a, what a joke that was. I'll never forgive him for that. <laughs> coach, I think uh... – a role that Joey definitely would have played if he was on this team. I'm curious who's kind of been like the vocal leader when you guys couldn't all get together and be in yeah. the gym, who kind of kept everyone together. And if it was multiple people, great. Just curious if anyone took the lead with that. Well, it's interesting. It's a, it's a really good question because we are still, and I think searching for that a little bit. CJ has a strong voice with this group. Dwayne is naturally really voracious, like he talks, um, loquacious. 
I should say. He he loves to talk. And um, I think we're still trying to figure out um, who's going to provide that for, for this group because Joey will tell you, you know, the one thing I said about uh, uh, Caleb, you heard him every practice. Now, you didn't hear, hear Dre as much. You, you felt Dre, but you didn't hear him as much. But you heard Caleb every day in practice. So I do think we're still seeking to find that a little bit. Uh, obviously, CJ, Kyle's got to grow in that area. Uh, EJ, Justice, got to continue to get better in that area. Uh, that constant voice that you have is a part of leading. And uh, I still think we're trying to figure that out a little bit. Now, as you move into, you know, the first game, what are the expectations for those? I think I know the answer, but for, for those Ohio State fans that are listening and, and they're getting excited about the season, what, as a coach, are you looking for from the team out of that first game? Maybe it's, it's not X's and O's, obviously, but what are the non-negotiables that are coming out of this first game? You know, I think in a lot of ways this is – definitely one of the hardest openers we've we're going to have um, for a variety of reasons. You're playing an opponent from a really good league. Who's got a lot of new players, uh, a laugh, uh, an athletic group who's uh, can clearly come in and um, win the game and test you in a lot of ways. So I think doing that with a new group um, uh, with a bunch of new guys, either uh, in new roles or returning guys in new roles, um, and then some, some new guys uh, makes it a great challenge. So what we're looking for is really our basic stuff here. Can we play uh, really hard? Can we be tough and physical? Can we uh, play together? Can we follow a game plan? Uh, and then we'll need to make some adjustments knowing um, that we'll have to adjust to the people that they have that we've not had a chance to see yet on film due to their just their, their new players. Um, uh, whether it's a JUCO kid who maybe you've seen film on, but not at this level, or a situation where you've, you know, you've got some high school uh, players. So I think in a lot of way it, it presents a tremendous challenge, um, and I'm excited about it. And I know our guys are excited to start the season uh, on Wednesday. So in, in years past, you've definitely brought in, you know, some whether it's grad transfers or just transfers in general that have made big impacts on your team. Uh, for a guy like uh, Jimmy, Jimmy told us that he thought it was very valuable that you actually not only saw him play, but played against him, coached against him. Was that something that when you were, you know, making your decision, reach, reaching out to players, stuff like that, is that something that was ingrained in your mind? Like, we, we played against this kid. He's a good player. It helped. It helped. You know, initially we had, we had gotten a call from a contact that, that he knew um, – that just mentioned that he was he was going to be interested in in potentially transferring and and then it, it ended up happening. So we reflected back on our game and watched our game with him uh, once we got that call. And uh, he he played well against us. You know he shot it well and made a couple threes and played well. They played well as you know as you remember. It came down to a final shot. Um, and uh, you know I think I think in a lot of ways that helped. Um, you know, Jimmy's got to look at this year as like a bonus year in a lot of ways. You know, he wasn't going to play, doesn't need to put a lot of pressure on himself. He's got to learn what playing at this level looks and feels like on a consistent basis. Fellas, as you know, this is the best league in the country. This is the best college basketball league in the country. It's the deepest. Uh, it'll be that way again. Um, so just – It'll be good for guys like him to kind of have this year help him as he moves on the next year. Coach, a couple more questions. We appreciate your time, as always, obviously. And, and as you know, this won't be nearly your last appearance. Um, but are there fans allowed at games, even family? I, I heard no. Is that a definite no for the whole year? Yeah, that is a no as of now. I feel, you know, I feel disappointed. Uh, I feel disappointed for our college football uh, for our um, Buckeye football families who were probably en route uh, for last week's game and couldn't couldn't make it here or weren't allowed to be here, but I think with us, you know, listen, there's there's uh, there's no complaining. I feel bad for our parents, but it's in the best interest 
Um, that's uh, the directive we've been given by the university. Uh, we support that. Uh, perhaps there'll be a change here and, you know, whether it's weeks or months. Um, we have a two semester sport, as you know. So at some point, hopefully there'll be a change uh, in that and it'll be safe enough for, for parents to, to return. But no, like my wife, daughter, not coming, no one's coming. It'll be a really sterile environment. Um, and that's just, you know, I think for, for us, that's, uh, that's the way it's going to be. It's going to feel like a scrimmage. It's going to come down to execution and uh, all, the, all the games are and who plays better on that given night. Follow-up question. Um, is media, are media there? You know, I've, I've, not, uh, I've not asked that question, and I don't know. Uh, it's not been at the top of my, uh, my list in terms of questions to ask uh, uh, Gene. But um, we'll find out soon enough here. I do think that uh, I believe media has come to football games, but I'm not sure. Just thinking of different ways for me to get in the stadium, that's all. <laughs> well, I think we'll talk about that off air. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Good. I think the saying, the saying for this season should be Ohio State basketball, the only thing you're catching here is losses. I think that would be a great, <laughs> a great saying. For the season, tweet that after every win or what? That's it, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should tweet that because we don't want you to get in any trouble or people think you're not being sensitive to the situation. So we'll we'll handle that that saying. Or we'll just tell Joe. We'll just tell Joe G that, and he'll run with it as as he does in in whatever way is best. That's right. That's so right. last last thing I got. You know, you mentioned that you may it may happen where you gotta you know make a call to a team over here, make a call to a team over there. I am, I am begging that if the opportunity presents itself to please call my alma mater, the Missouri Tigers, and schedule a matchup because I've been waiting since I went to Mizzou almost six years ago now for the matchup. It almost happened one time in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament, but Mizzou lost. You guys took care of business, but Mizzou <laughs> lost. I don't so. think I knew, Andrew, that was your alma mater. That is, that is my alma mater. It's a fantastic journalism school. Coach Martin's got the boys ready for a great season. I can yeah. give you the inside scoop. I can tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> it, it, is a great, uh, it is a great journalism school. I've heard that uh, from a number of people. I didn't know that until you, you hear about so many people uh, that, that have went there for journalism. Um, yeah, you know what? We're open to playing anybody. You know, we are open to play, literally open to playing anybody, particularly – if a game gets taken away from our guys, because that's really what it's about is our guys at this time playing games because they want to play games. So I will try to provide every opportunity we can for our players uh, to play games, uh, whether that's a team like Missouri or, or, or another team. Um, I'm open to anybody. Coach, our, our, my last question, our last question, how we end every interview do you have any questions for us? How, how have the last six months been for you guys? Um, crazy. Uh, as you know, I moved back to Columbus in the middle of the pandemic, which is yeah. super, super fun. It's been a, it's been a great time here in my, in my apartment by myself. Um, but I mean, it's been, it, it's been a time to obviously focus on different things. We've really ramped up drive the lane and also the TBT stuff that we're doing. So it's been a blessing in disguise. Obviously, you know, I'm a very positive guy, so you are. I'm gonna choose to focus on the positive side of it. I mean, it's, it stinks for a lot of people and it stinks for us too, but I've been fortunate enough to have uh, knock on wood, no health scares myself or any of my immediate family members or anything like that. So I'm um, just trying to take the positives from every single day, focus on each day as, as you taught me so well and control what I can control. So I mean, it's been it's been all right. Papa Lane doing well. They're they're they are all good. They uh, my mom was a little bit nervous after the football game yesterday, but she's recovered since then. <laughs> she loves her Buckeyes. Love them. That is an understatement. What a beautiful family, that's for sure. So for me, you know, I heard there might be a uh, an open spot at backup point guard. So I lost a whole bunch of weight and I'm ready to go. But it seems like you nice. got that settled with Jimmy. So <laughs> never mind. Can you dribble? Andrew, can you dribble? Uh, I can bring it up if no one's picking me up full court. How's that? <laughs> we, call, we call point guards like that. You know, when we look at them in, in, in uh, scouting, we're like, 
you know, he can get the ball from point A to point B. When you're saying that about a point guard, that really means he can't dribble. He's got no wiggle to his game. That sounds like that's you. That is definitely me. He lost all the he lost all the wiggle and jiggle, coach. That's the, what was really good about the best. <laughs> yeah, now you know I'm Caleb 2.0. Good for you. Yeah, how much? Uh, like forty ish, forty five. So I've been wow. I've been grinding. Yeah. Well done. Good for you. Yeah, and I to took it all his way, coach. So, <laughs> so don't worry. I was talking to I was talking to Moose yesterday. Um, and I asked him about the bod pod and how everything was going. He's like, yeah, we test more than ever now. And I was like, the only thing that I don't miss about Ohio State basketball is the bod pod. I would go back and do all the workouts to get to play on the court and put on the jersey, but just do not test my body fat. As, That's long, just as long as Q is here, that <laughs> bod pod will be in place. That is his baby. Oh, man. Oh, man. Coach, well, we appreciate your time as always. We obviously will be watching super, super close all year. And, you know, there's no bigger fans than the two dudes that are in here right now. So uh, we can't wait. Thanks again for, for coming on. We, we always love it. Yeah, much appreciated, guys. Uh, lo- love your show. Uh, Joey, tell the family I said he- hello. I love, obviously love your family. So uh, enjoy the show and look forward to uh, staying in touch, guys. Be well. Absolutely. All right. See you guys. All right. We know you enjoyed that interview with Coach Holtman. A question that we forgot to ask him because we can be idiots and we can get really excited. We didn't ask him what he thinks about Jay Sean Tate going to the Rockets, but we got someone even better to ask. Join the show now, Joey Lane, former Ohio State basketball walk-on. Joey, what do you think of uh, JT signing with the Rockets? Um, I think a few things. Number one um, – really 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 cool um I, I think for a guy who had as remarkable of a career as he had in terms of you know averaging double digits as a freshman starting with D'Angelo Russell getting hurt and out for the season his, his sophomore year um or junior year whatever it was and then having a new coaching staff come in and this guy wanted to quit and play football and instead chose trusted that staff and became not only an all big 10 team player, but then a superstar overseas and now an NBA player is just a credit to him because incredibly hard worker. The dude has been through more than you can imagine. And to come out on top is pretty remarkable. I mean, I've been, I'm very close with him still. Um, the guys who represent him are some of my close friends as well. So I've been – I've seen the whole journey. I remember when they texted me that he was going to Belgium. And I was like, what is a guy like Jashon Tate going to do in Belgium? Oh, become the player of the year. Um, and get waffles. Yes, and, and get waffles. Um, but then he, then he goes, you know – he goes to summer league and teams are impressed with him. And then he breaks his finger, he breaks his finger, can't even go to summer league. And then he goes to summer league and does well enough where he goes to arguably the second best league in the world, the NBL in Australia. What does he do there? Oh, the Sydney Kings become, they have the best year they've ever had as a franchise. I mean, the kid is just a winner. There's no no doubt in my mind that he will be successful in the NBA in the short term and have a long, long, long successful career um, whether it's with the Houston Rockets, and hopefully he finds his way to the Bulls. Like, how fun would that be? I mean, oh, my. Oh, last, my God, last question. Close. Last question yeah. I have for you about JT. As a JT fan and not a Rockets fan, would you rather they keep Harden and Russ, and now they have Boogie. I'm sure you saw that news. Would you rather them keep Harden and Russ, and he probably isn't going to get the time that he would if they get shipped, but he gets a year or, or two, yeah, and he's no. they, they they don't just bring in guys like him like by accident. They're not just bringing him in for a test run. Like he is going to contribute. Like, no, but really that's not what I'm saying. But he's going to play signi- – there's no doubt that he would play significantly more if Steph – or if Russ and Harden are not on the team. So, I'm asking you. He, think about it. Is he going to play point guard? No, but he – I, I guess the, he's, he's positionless, so that's true. 
But I'm saying more. I'm saying, would you rather me rather him get all the shine as a player or just or get the shine as a team? Right? Like it's. I I think I, he would play more from I the would, fact that that you're going to go deeper if you're a team that is is trying to develop someone more than if you're a title contender. I'll say this: it would be very. It, I I'm not a gigantic Russell Westbrook fan. Jay Sean Tate would make me root for him to be successful for Jay Sean, for, for Russell Westbrook to be successful. But of course I would, I would rather see him play compete for an NBA championship than him, you know, play 35 minutes and average nine and nine, you know, like I would much rather him compete for an NBA championship, at least right now. I agree. Right now, I agree I with you. I agree with you. And I, it's pretty cool that, that I have all of officially, I have all of Texas covered now. Um, is assuming that Cato plays, he signed with the Spurs also. That's uh, that's news, but Cato's been in the NBA. Um, I got the Spurs, I got the Mavs, I got the Rockets. Like, well, I was gonna, I was gonna tweet the other day. I said our list grows. I was gonna say Spurs, Rockets, Mavs, and I was gonna put like, well, I thought I, I was like, can I put the Timberwolves for D but then I got to put the Jazz. So I was just said our list grows, and I let the no. listeners decide. No, our list right now is Texas. Sorry. Until, until we have – until we have D. Come on. Yeah, they, our list is Texas. Shout out to Texas. All right. And, and that's that, how we'll wrap things up. And we wrap be it on up. The lookout, be on the lookout for the Ohio State basketball. The only thing you're catching is a loss. Be on the lookout for that shirt. Hey, and for the state of Texas, we're back. Buckle up, drive the lane. Basketball season. Go Buckeye basketball.